Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight, where each week my regular co-host, Darielle Archer, or I, along with many other special guest hosts, will feature teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their field from mystical, magical Sedona, Arizona. Sedona Spotlight is here to shine its light on you, so anyone, anywhere, or anytime can experience the amazing energies emanating from the sacred red rocks of Sedona, Arizona help brighten up, lighten up, and enliven your own beautiful spirits. You can also lighten up live from Seattle and vicinity in Washington State every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. You can also listen live online from anywhere in the world at 1230 PM US Pacific Time by clicking the Listen Live link at SedonaSpotlight.com or Natural Choice Net, where you can also listen to all of our archives anytime and from anywhere. Well, today, my special guest, who is also my regular co-host, Daryl, Daryl Archer, <laughs> who she's also a teacher at Yavapai College here in the Sedona area, and she's joining us from her home base in San Diego. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Hey, Martha. This is very fun. Thank you. Yes, well, I'm a snowbird. I'm half, half my year is in Seattle and half my year is, you know, snowbirding in the sunshine. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so happy um, that we're together to debut um, the very first Sedona Spotlight radio show um, as our transition coming from naturalchoice.net, as we've talked about in earlier episodes, uh, transitioning uh, from the Seattle market to a broader audience. That's true. And Sedona is such an amazing um, place to visit to live, uh, to, to teach. Um, I just feel very honored to have taught the last few years at Yavapai College. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to, um, I, I'm just really enjoying having you as the, the first guest in the summer, so <laughs> new Sedona Spotlight listeners will kind of get to know us a little bit too. But I think that Sedona factor um, that you're talking about, whether you visit, you know, or even if you just um, here, you know, or, you know, come here for a workshop or, you know, have met somebody who brought some of the knowledge back from here or just, you know, even a crystal from here for heaven's sakes. But um, <laughs> I think um, the Sedona factor kind of exists anywhere, anytime. And I think um, the example of how you became a teacher of it by County is a great example of that. So why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us how you became a teacher for Yavapai? Well, it, it actually started with Martha and her move to Sedona <laughs> where, where unexpectedly I drove her car and her dog down to Sedona. And <laughs> she was my wing girl. <laughs> I was the wing girl. And, and when we arrived there, her uh, real estate lady was there and she was in, you know, a fair amount of discomfort. And so I, you know, asked, I says, it's, you know, like, could I work on you? Is there a way I could, um, you know, help you with your pain? And she goes, well, sure, that would be wonderful. And so I did some work on her. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, she sent me a, uh, an email and said, hi, would you be interested in teaching at the college that, you know, you do healing and you do, you know, all these other things in feng shui. And I said, yeah, she says, well, here, here's, um, I'm going to have uh, you get a hold of the college and the college get a hold of you. So we hooked up. Um, yeah, who was the my, dean of the college was her best friend. <laughs> right. The, yeah. The, the associate dean of, yeah, the lifelong Linda Shook, who I will be, who uh, I will be interviewing next week. 
yeah, um, as your first talk, guest. As my first guest. And <laughs> and Yavapai College is just such an anchor part um, in Sedona. It's been there since 1966. Yeah, and it's not just Sedona, it's the whole kind of Red Rock area here. Right. Well, we have six campuses. Yeah. So we, so. we go out. And so anyway, it's like I started in, you know, Seattle, but, you know, Seattle and Sedona have a lot of similarities as far as far as that the energy that draws healers and visionaries and writers and, you know, screenplay um, uh, innovation, innovation, technology or new thought, you know. It, it is. And so that that similarities. And what I found is like I do a, my teaching online is that uh, they have hybrids at the at the college where you, you know, it's in person um, or it's, you know, online. And I have a workshop coming up, speaking of, because a lot of people when they move, they've downsized and they have no idea where to place things. Yeah. You know, they know in their own home. Well, kind of like, you know, like what you did, you, you, you know, changed your house and, and the energy of the red rocks is very invigorating. I mean, there's so much history yeah. in Sedona. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think um, another, you know, my example of the Sedona factor is um, all the work that I was doing with the Natural Choice Network for, and, and in support of getting the message out of the conditions on the Hopi and Navajo reservations about the arsenic and uranium tainted water that's been making them, you know, sick for decades and, and probably the primary factor why they were hit so hard, particularly hard with COVID because they already had such a high, you know, factor of diabetes and that sort of thing because of their um, compromised health due to this poisoned water. And so we have been working with the Clean Water Foundation of Washington um, for several years now getting the message out and uh, raising money to get water filters up to the reservation. And that has been an ongoing project. And I was out here and up on the reservation, um, going out to see some of the homes that were getting um, some of these water filters installed in their homes for the very first time where they've been able to drink out of their tap water um, under their sinks would be like, maybe like 30 empty bottles, everything from old bleach bottles to uh, you name it, that they were actually driving up to two hours to try to get clean water and bring it back to their homes. So it, you know, it was amazing um, just to see, you know, them just pouring clean water from, from their tap for the first time and just going from the tap to the mouth and safely and easily. And as I say, now we're uh, in over a, um, a, well over a hundred homes um, on the reservation and more all the time and having these other stations. So when we came up here, that's when we go, oh my gosh, this would be a really beautiful place um, to live. You know, once our kids graduated from college, which they were about to do. And so when we first, <laughs> when we decided to come up for Christmas and I said, um, well, let's just, you know, talk to the realtor who you met as well. And I said, yeah, we're like two years away, but I would love to come and, you know, just see what's available out there. That's kind of in the same price range as what, you know, what our, our home in Bellevue is. And the minute we saw this piece of property here, the way it was set up against the, um, you know, the national forest and the other directions, the red rocks. And we didn't even go in the house at first. We were just like so captivated by, you know, where the location was and how peaceful it was. And I had been trying to host events, as many events as I could, um, you know, at, in the Seattle area, but it was always hard to get venues to commit or donate. And our home was too small. 
Um, so when I opened, when I first came down into this backyard and set foot on the lawn here and go, oh my gosh, what I could do for the Hopi here. And then I look up and there's this big, you know, indigenous statue, which is actually kind of a combination, I'm told, of Hopi and Navajo. I just said to myself, whoa, what I could do here for the Hopi and raising, you know, money and, and taking this message from here as well as Seattle. And then interestingly enough, we ended up <laughs> moving, moving right away. Uh, we live here now and just a week ago held a big, um, had many of the Hopi come down from the reservation uh, to get content for a virtual concert we're going to do. And I'm sitting there watching the Hopi perform a rain dance and perform together for the first time off the reservation in over four years. And the first time they even performed any dances of any kind, you know, for over two years before COVID in that exact same spot where I first set foot on this lawn. And so that's, <laughs> that's kind of how Sedona can work <laughs> and, it, and quite it literally does. and pivotally for me. I've so, been coming for four, 30 years to Sedona and yeah. just enjoying it, always drawn. And I always wanted to, to be the, the healer in Sedona and whatnot. And one of them, and here I am at the college is it, you know, it draws you in if, if, it's that vibration that brings you there. Things just unfold and then you start evolving. Yeah. And the Clean Water Foundation is still in Washington and that, and now, you know, Leon and, you know, that he comes back and forth and he's still doing all the work over there. So we really want to keep supporting all of his efforts in the, the Northwest. Um, but it's just like we're like an extension over here. So like you say, the Seattle, Sedona, um, sister cities, you know, we're mm -hmm. kind of we're kind of the thread. So really, really happy to, you know, the bring bring what, you know, started in Seattle to Sedona and bring a little bit of Sedona to Seattle and everywhere at this point. Well, I think that, excuse me, that they do mesh so nicely, you know, and it's just so interesting that a lot of the things that are taught at the college are things that are so um, needed and wanted both in Seattle and Sedona, whether it's, you know, teaching about, um, you know, the planet and horticulture and technology. All those things, yes, and the and the similarities are just are stunning, and and Yavapai is just such an amazing place. How it sits there, and <clears throat> their culinary school is going to have like an open house October six, like from ten a.m. to noon, and the campus there is absolutely stunning. Well, something interesting, um, I've met several people, um, even just like walking around the neighborhood. It's really well revered here because there's a lot of people that were leaders in their fields right. and you know, extremely successful that came from all over the place to, you know, kind of retire or, you know, spend the their golden years. <laughs> exactly. 62 and a half is the average age of the people who actually live full time in Sedona. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they, they come here and then they, they, you know, they're like energized to do more. It's not like they just want to sit here and play golf. It, so they are been able to pull from a, just an amazing um, amount of talent from people that live here now that just want to give back and, and are on, you know, are, are teaching at the local Yavapai college, you know, and, you know, they've already <laughs> brought in, you know, a lot of people and students um, that are well known in their area. So it really is a connector, as I say, no matter where you are, 
it really is a it's a nice kind of hotbed of where things are happening that can be shared on a as I say even a all around the world it can with the internet you can pick it up from anywhere. Well, and that's nice. We do. I mean, part of the being part of the faculty and on the leadership, we have some amazing people like, you know, like Charles Bloom, who was was a diplomat. And we have, you know, um, Ann Crossman and they are teaching these amazing classes. And we have geologists and paleontologists and you have such a rich area to go out and have these live classrooms. It's just awesome. And, you know, like Paul Friedman or we have, uh, you know, uh, another ecologist, I think his name is Tom Jen, and mm-hmm. he's also a toxicologist. And, you know, we have um, uh, a lot of people, Claire Armstrong, we have some amazing, like you said, teachers and they can actually go out because there's an uh, an outdoor setting where you can have outdoor classes, too, which makes oh. it very nice. I'm really interested in the of the geology since moving here. It's like how when the world was this created. <laughs> well, you know, and and it's so uh, wonderful and and, evolved, that, yeah. it, and it is. And it's one of the things that that I found by going back and forth all of these years that, you know, you have the different streams, whether it's, you know, in Sedona or, you know, over by um uh, Valley Verde and, and Carson and Flagstaff and right. Yeah. And all that. I mean, just within a short period of time, you have an amazing, uh, incredible geology. You have, you know, well, waterfalls and then over, I think it's like by Clarksdale and that you have these uh, great water where the, you have, you know, waterfalls and, you know, the rivers and, you know, Oak Creek, um, has beautiful yeah, things like desert videos. out here. No, yeah. it's just it, it messes with your mind because you see all that, and then there's just this really lush feeling, and they have they grow a lot of variety of things there. So you know, horticulturist and and you know also the desert scapes and that. And it's and it's yeah, we fun. Can le- and everyone can learn about some of the waterways. Um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Waterways and and even just seeing like how the runoffs and the royals and that sort of thing work around here because you know water conservation is um, is is going to be huge everywhere. And with all the monsoons here, they're they're already you know have been designed to take a lot really quickly. And a lot of more cities are, you know, places and areas all over the world, really. It's like they can start learning from each other, too. And even in the old days with all the aqueducts. But another one of the funny little Sedona uh, factor stories, and these are going to be uh, fun to share and to see how they evolve, too, is um, when we were doing this event to get some content for the virtual concert. It's like the day before I was introduced to this um this wonderful, this wonderful man uh, named, um, well, he's called Lodo, but in Tibet, he's commonly known as Ghost. And by his closer friends, he's known as Local Lodo because he's he's hilarious. He's really a funny guy. But he has been in the, um, since nine, was, um, you know, when they, the, the troops would be, be going around, they'd find young talent. And so he was pretty much raised in what was similar to a monastery there for the performing arts, because they'd have to learn all the sacredness um, of all these dances and rituals and for the Tibetan opera. And so he was doing, did that for like, you know, since he was nine years old and he's about to have his 48th birthday. So I can let you know how long he's been doing this, but he's performed for the Pope and the Dalai Lama many times. 
Um, he's produced things with Deepak Chopra. He was the film score for the Academy Award winning film Himalaya. Also did some stuff in seven years in Tibet. But he's wanting to really integrate um, music um, and some of the traditional chants and whatnot, even in, you know, rock and roll. So he has rock and roll <laughs> English, and that's why we call him local, because he's so funny. Uh, but he's uh, came and wanted to, you know, perform when we had the Hopi here, too, getting content. And they discovered uh, when they were talking to each other how similar their traditions were. And it was so amazing just to see the the kinship and the commod, you know, camaraderie they had. And uh, the more they talked, the more it was like really apparent there was definitely a, a deeper connection. And interestingly enough, it was like the next morning, you know, Lodo and I started kind of Googling Hopi Tibet connection. And it turns out that like over 1,200 years ago, there was a great Tibetan master guru, um, Rin Poche. I'm sure I did not pronounce that right. R-I-N-P-O-C. Rin Poche, yes. Um, and the prophecy actually states later, and this was um, in found in Red Rocks uh, just over the hill from Sedona. It's a, I mean, this was an inscription carved in the rocks just close to here. It says, later, when the iron bird flies, this was 12,000 years ago, when the iron bird flies, then the red-robed ones, referring to the Tibetans, will go to the red rocks and meet the tradition there, being the Hopi, and unite again. <clears throat> and, and so when we saw that and, you know, the power that Lodo had meeting the Tibetans, was was huge and and so his mission now is to work with us with the clean water foundation not only to get the attention of the situation there but to also remind the world the sacredness and the importance of water um, and to revive that you know relationship between tibet and hopi land which was prophesized over 12 hundred years ago, which um, is a signal that we're on not the path of this destruction, but the path, um, you know, to unity and, and enlightenment and, you know, the next, um, the next era, you know, <clears throat> and so it's, it's suddenly it was like, whoa, it's almost getting prophetic here. <laughs> well, and, and that's true. When I was in Tibet, that was brought up when yeah, I was up you in had Lhasa. The connection too, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and uh, Yohang Palace, which in, in uh, the Buddhist world is the holiest of the holies. And they talked about the similarities of language and, and the dance and, and their belief systems. There's a great deal of similarities and even in their written language. Yep. Um, there is so much similarities in here you are at the top of the world and they're talking about the Navajo and, and, uh, and the Hopi and you're, I'm going, what? <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's interesting because that when I was, you know, looking it up and trying to get the history on it, it was really, really big. I mean, the uh, Dalai Lama came to Hopi land like in 1978 and then it seems like it all like teetered off. And then like about you know, just in the last decade, when they actually found that inscription, there was a little, you know, bit of buzz and then that kind of teetered off. So it's like, wow, the time is definitely, definitely now to kind of, you know, grab that baton and, you know, get it out again. And maybe it'll have, you know, have more legs this time around. And in fact, it has to. Well, it's a reactivation, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that the, you know, it's like you say, Sedona spotlight, it's, you know, it, it's, 
its beam shines outward. Yep. And I feel it's like an activating force. It's, it's drawing people and then they get activated and then their group and then it goes, you know, uh, from one group to another and it just exactly. travels and yeah. making, like you say, those deeper connections. But there's awareness. We need to take care of the planet. We need to be yep. like water, uh, Sedona, you know, like the deserts and that doing solar energy, wind power, all these alternative things that can help the planet and help people. And focus and, on the solutions, you know. And focus like, on solutions in, in a cooperative manner. And that's kind of what Sedona feels like to me is all the years I've gone there. It's like the spirit of cooperation. Yeah. The spirit and of think co-creating. All, yeah. And all the, you know, the energy healing and all the um, kind of connections with the traditions here that are really, um, aligned and entrained, you know, with the natural flow of the world. Right. That's all going to help support us kind of on a um, kind of a deeper level where, where we've been so traumatized um, and so separated that we can really learn from, from the Hopi and the Buddhist and all these other traditions. And I, I'm sure we're going to be bringing to this platform. So, you know, people can get the message from somewhere, you know, someone that's going to help them not only, uh, you know, improve the outer world, but the inner world. And it, it really does need to go hand in hand. Well, and, you know, that's something that the college is really known for is like cultural enrichment. Yeah. And they have just amazing, you know, like, uh, you know, next week's guest, she'll talk more about, you know, like some of the enrichment classes and, and not for credit learning that, you know, what Sedona offers is just amazing. And that they're so open to the very traditional where you're going to learn, you know, technology and, and, um, you know, computers and English and use and it responsibly. <laughs> and you say, <laughs> but it's, it's a, an awakening and everyone that goes there, you're changed. Sedona changes you and you, you add to Sedona, but there is, I believe an opening that each time I go there, there's something different. And I find myself opening up or going, Oh, let me look at this, that I would like to change that. And it's not a focus. It's more like a refocusing mm -hmm. and a, an opening. Yeah. It is a reset. And that's where I find just, you know, um, teaching um, and sharing what I know, whether it's, you know, activating your healing abilities. And, you know, I'm going to teach a couple classes in November at the College Feng Shui and energy and a workshop <laughs> called Feng Shui Holiday Harmony, because everybody starts <laughs> freaking out in September. It's like, oh, my gosh, we have to go here. And yeah, then and especially are you vaccinated or you're not vaccinated? You know, you just you add, do wear a and mask and trauma going on in the world, which got everyone so distracted that, you know, we're really happy that, as I say, that, you know, we had a transition from natural choice to Sedona Spotlight to get these messages out to a broader audience, too. So it was a it was a big pivot here, too. And so we hope we can help be a pivot for um, everyone who kind of joins us on this journey. Absolutely. And, and to, you know, showcase some of the, the events that the college has so that people, you know, if Seattle, if they're passing through or anywhere in the world, they can, you know, do something online, they can participate. Um, it's just an amazing um, time in history, I think. And super reasonable. <laughs> and, oh, they, the, the classes are like $35 for a six-week class or $15 yeah. for a workshop. I mean, from yeah. these amazing people, like you said, they were- They're wanting uh, to give back now. Yep. 
they yeah, are in that spirit. As the, um, you know, as this grows and we have more um, amazing guests, uh, we're asking, going to be asking them all to contribute, you know, maybe a 10 to 15 minute, either sample healing, teaching, tutorial, um, because they're wanting to just, you know, give stuff away too. I mean, you don't have to, you know, see them or, you know, pay a lot of money. You can, you know, just tap into natural choice, you know.net or Sedona Spotlight until that transition is complete. We're, we're going to keep that thread no matter what anyway. Um, but I think it's just going to be a really nice um, platform for, you know, as I say, anyone, anywhere, anytime to start, you know, kind of tapping into the gifts and the people here that really want to share their wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, not because they know our, their lives aren't going to be very good if the people around them aren't. So right. I think we're going I, to get to that point where we just want to, you know, we, we want to share, we want to help help each other get through this. Man, I can't believe we're already out of time. I know. I have one more little blurb if I could. Okay. Um, if you're looking for a gift, we have the Try Me membership for $10. I mean, to, t- to take classes. And I'm thinking, how many times do you get a place where it's going to offer a Try Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I do. I like I like the the philosophy of contributing to the world at large and and shining that and helping and, and the people that live there and and the people in Seattle they you know they also have that cooperative spirit of of sharing their their nature their abilities their gifts their insights. Yes, absolutely, and that's a perfect segue into our new close. It's thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and turning up Sedona Spotlight because we're all in this together. Because collectively, we can all help to create a brighter world and a better future for everyone, anywhere, and anytime. So thank you for joining us at Sedona Spotlight.